Welcome back to Locker Room, ladies. It's season four. We are witnessing history unfold before us. This is going to be a wild sports year. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room, ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us on this lovely Locker Room Ladies Thursday. It is Thursday, February 1st. 2024, the start of Black History Month. And we're here to talk all about that and so much more. I'm Charlotte Payne. I'm Maddie and it's officially Charlotte and my favorite month of the year because both of us are February babies. And also because as you know, our favorite holiday takes place in February. I'm talking about the Super Bowl, not Valentine's Day. (laughs) And we have lots of fun NFL content to get into today. We have lots of fun Taylor Swift content to get into today. I am so excited for today's episode. But first, you know the drill. To kick off February Black History Month, our locker room lady of this week is Maya Shaka. Yes, Maddie, we spoke about her originally on the first season of the Locker Room Ladies podcast back way back when. On season one, episode 12, we spoke about her. So if her name sounds familiar, it could be from that or it could be from the fact that she became the first Black woman to officiate an NFL game. So we're just going to take a little trip down memory lane today because, as we all know, this is the start of Black History Month. So we would love to honor a very, very wonderful Black woman in sports today. So Maya Shaka is that girl. Yes. Also... Season one was a long time ago. We're realizing now it was over three years ago, I think, almost. So we're on episode 158 today. So episode 12 was quite some time ago. So we figured we would bring her back, highlight her again. We thought it was fitting for this week. And in this very NFL-centric episode, we wanted to highlight a woman that was standing out in the NFL as well. Yes. So we hope, hopefully, if you were around for episode 12, that you, this refreshes your memory. And if you are new here, welcome. And we hope you learned something fun about Maya Shaka. I think this is awesome, Charlotte. I love seeing the female refs. We've talked about it with Sarah Thomas. We love seeing the ponytails. We love seeing those girls out there on the field. Yes. Because, I mean, you it's just don't all see them about. Lot. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. It's all about that representation, and hopefully it becomes more commonplace. I mean, we're talking about the first woman, too, the first Black woman, too, today, but hopefully in 10 years when maybe we're maybe we have kids, our generation, the next generation is sitting down and watching an NFL game, it's, it's not going to be like, oh, we can pick out these three female refs and we're excited because they're, they're refing my game. It's every crew hopefully is going to have yeah. a woman. I hope that that's the case someday. Me too. Soon. But just, just soon. I mean, I'm here for it, Maddie. And just to remind our listeners and to educate those who might not know, Maya Shaka grew up in Rochester, New York. She's a New York girl. She was a PE teacher at a school in Virginia Beach, which is where she began officiating at the high school level. Uh, her first NFL game was back in 2021. And something that You know, Maddie and I pulled up the rundown, like our old rundowns of what we used to talk about from that episode. And there were a couple bullet points that we hit on her, but one that we did not hit on her was that she founded a nonprofit 
organization called Make Meaningful Change in 2021, which focuses on youth development through community engagement. So that was something that she clearly is giving back to the community. And we can all learn something from Maya. And we're very excited to highlight her here today. I love that, Charlotte. I'm always surprised when I remember that being an NFL official is not actually a full-time job for most. I think that that's wild. I really feel like the NFL should full-time employ these people. I think they do so much work and there's such an emphasis on doing that job well. And it's it's such a highly scrutinized position to be able to go out there and do that. You definitely have to have a thick skin. And I, I feel like it would be nice if they were able to dedicate all of their time during the year to just doing that. And obviously, a lot of them have other stuff going on, other jobs. And and Maya Shaka has a nonprofit, which I mean, is great to be busy. But I really, it's crazy to me that this is like something that they do on the side, a lot of them. Yes. and And one thing she said in an article that I was reading about about her story, she said, the main thing is to be calm, control what you can control, go out there, be confident and own your position. And I think that goes way beyond the football field. It can not only span to the ref position and to the player position and to the office position, but also it can just surpass the football field and it can go into anybody listening's role in their job or in their life. It's it's such a good memento to live by. Control what you can control and be confident and own it. Yeah, I love that, Charlotte. I have a friend actually who last week said something that really stuck with me and she said, I believe that confidence can take you anywhere. And I think that that's such a good reminder. And it's that be calm is also another layer of that. It's like, you can't take yourself too seriously. You just have to be confident that you're prepared to do what you're going out there to do and you're going to do it well. And if you mess up, it's not the end of the world. Like this is people, I think in a lot of, there are situations where life needs to be taken seriously. Of course, if you are a surgeon, a doctor, a first responder, absolutely. Those are, those are things that are life and death. You can't make mistakes, but in day-to-day life, I think a lot of people, myself included, put a lot of emphasis on yes. every little thing and just stress over so much unnecessary stuff that is really at the at the grand scheme of things. Like as long as you're prepared and you do everything that's in your control, like she says, control what you can, go out there, be confident with yourself. I love that. It's so true. And you know what somebody else, someone told me this week, we're just on a floating rock. Oh, we're getting existential here, (laughs) Charlotte. A little extraterrestrial. I do love a good alien story. (laughs) It's a good point because, you know, I went out and we'll talk about this, but I was out for the AFC championship game and I was stressing. And sometimes the little thing that you need to hear is we're just on a floating rock. It's going to be okay. And as long as you prepare and you're confident, like you said, Maddie, all good (laughs) things will happen. All right, Maddie, let's discuss what we have to discuss here. Championship weekend. It was crazy. It was nuts. The first game on the day was the Chiefs playing in Baltimore against the Ravens. Maddie and I picked this game. I chose the Ravens to win it. And Maddie chose the Chiefs. So Maddie won that one. Chiefs came out and they won 17 to 10. It was embarrassing for the Ravens. 
it was insane. I was out there for the game. It was my first AFC championship game I've ever done. The show was so fun. It was amazing. The energy in that stadium, you could feel it. I knew I was in the presence of greatness. I'm talking about Taylor Swift, not Travis Kelsey. No, no, no. I'm kidding. Oh my God. I loved that too. (laughs) So it's becoming a Swifty. For those who don't know, I've been, I think silently I've been doing the work for the past (laughs) three and a half years to try to get Charlotte to understand the gift honestly that Taylor Swift has given us just by being and and producing the music that she puts out I've been really trying to be subtle and just slide it in there little fun (laughs) facts here and there and you know Charlotte's always really receptive to them sometimes one time she let me break down the lyrics to a song (laughs) for her um the lyrics that I will still never remember when I'm singing yes. but Maddie and I think can't... it's official though I think you're you're on board though you're ready to I'm on board to be a Listen, if you're not on board then you're not aware of the cultural impact that this woman is having Maddie has some numbers that we'll get into but I guess we can get talk on board about and get out honestly <laughs> I guess we can it's talk Taylor's about world we're all just living in it okay fine Maddie will break down the numbers for you because she is an expert but one thing that I can break down for you is Travis Kelsey, Maddie. Oh, wait, before we get into Travis Kelsey, let's do you want to tell our viewers what we're doing today? Our listeners and viewers and everybody at home, what we're doing today? <gasps> oh my gosh, I almost forgot. I need to get back on my game. Wait, yeah. Yes. We need to backtrack here, Maddie. We are Starting playing now. a little game. Start NFL okay, Taylor's fine. version. Taylor's version, we are doing Maddie is an aficionado. I know what's on the radio so I might not be so privy to every lyric but Maddie is going to try to organically cycle in some relative Taylor Swift lyrics into the conversation so if you catch them let me know we'll put a poll at the end of the the podcast if you're listening and see how many you can pick up oh my gosh I have to do, should I do like a hand signal or something for you? Or I don't know. No, because I don't, because then people have to count them still. Okay. Well, let's see. If How you, are you going to know? This? How about this? Do just, I just say one? Just <laughs> say it as we go, Maddie, and we, you know, we'll keep track. And if you enjoyed it, how about that? If you enjoyed this, let us yeah. know. Yeah. Wait, should I try to check out a pen and try to like make a tally of how many it was? Make a tally. Make a tally. We'll start. We'll start, you know what? I'm going to put you on the spot. Let's start with our locker room lady, Maya Shaka. What is a Taylor Swift song or lyric? We could do that. Song or lyric that you would relate to that powerful, strong female. I would say that we just talked about how Maya Shaka is the first Black woman to officiate an NFL game, and that is a headline. But I'm waiting for the day when that news becomes nothing new because is that a lyric we've been there done that yeah no nothing new is a song title from red so I'm gonna write them down because you're not gonna catch them okay that's my first that's the first one that was an easy so you guys are gonna see these gonna be subtle if you're a swifty if you know you know Mm -hmm. charlotte's not gonna get all of them she's gonna get some but I told her, I'm like, Blank Space is seems to be the only song that people know these days. When I look at the headlines and all the puns and the captions, it's like everyone's trying to tie in Blank Space somehow. And it's a banger, don't get me wrong, but 
we gotta we gotta dive deeper into the catalog watch now i'm gonna use blank space (laughs) well hey listen if blank space is the one blank space is definitely not what patrick mahomes was finding in the end zone or with among his targets maddie there's a tie-in because travis kelsey was his i'm trying to think of a taylor swift lyric of like three songs that i know (laughs) tell travis kelsey was patrick mahomes fill in the blank with a Taylor Swift lyric. I don't know. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Travis Kelsey broke about every single playoff record that somebody could break in a single game, Maddie. He passed Jerry Rice in the most career receptions, rec yards in the playoff. And he also has eight playoff games with 100 plus rec yards, which ties Jerry Rice's eight playoff games with 100 plus, most in the NFL history. He is an exceptional talent. He is yeah. a generational talent, I would say. He is, in in looking at his numbers and just on paper, you see these fabulous tight ends. You see the Rob Gronkowskis of the world. And, you know, you, you can't help but relate them to each other. And they're so different because, like the guys said on the desk this weekend, you're just a product of the organization you're in. And Travis Kelsey could not be in a better spot in his career he could not be in a better organization. He's taking this team to another Super Bowl and he might win it again with Taylor yeah. Swift by his side, Maddie. He's an absolute superstar. There is no other way to put it. He is just, it's like magic. And I think we've even talked about it. Like there was a point this season where he maybe wasn't playing the best football that he's ever played. And same with Patrick Mahomes. We talked about it yeah. this whole kind of season. It's like the Chiefs have been amazing, but. Amazing is kind of a baseline for the Kansas City Chiefs, especially under Patrick Mahomes in this era. So we've seen better, but this playoff run has absolutely been the Chiefs that we're used to seeing. It is playoff Mahomes dominant. Yeah, and you would never even know that they were a road team because of how much they are just dominating these games. It is like. It's crazy, Maddie. You and when Patrick Mahomes and and Travis Kelsey connect, sparks fly. It's insane. Oh, okay. I know that one. All right. All right. Nice. Nice. Maddie, we spoke about it a little bit when we were chatting earlier today. Uh, This, I mean, we want to give our flowers. Is that a song? (laughs) No, unfortunately. Okay, fine. She'll write one. She'll write one. Um, We want to give our flowers to the Chiefs, of course, but I want to talk about another flowers, Zay Flowers. I know I was rooting for him and, you know, we did a feature with him on the show and he sat down and this guy is such a, he's such a good rookie. And the vibe that I got watching that feature back was that this guy is humble This guy is going to be here for a long time in this league. And he seems like the kind of guy who's going to give back, but he's also seems like the guy who's going to perform at an insane level on the field and come up big in clutch situations. And he, he, I mean, he did for a good portion of the game until it got to that pivotal point where he needed to catch a, this, he needed to make this catch in the end zone to put their chances of winning this game like on the map and he missed it. And it was so, I felt so bad for him in that moment. And it was like, the chiefs are going to chief. Like I said this last week, like they chiefed. 
<laughs> like we were all like not loving that term, but whatever. But Zay Flowers, I feel bad for him. I felt he was he was like crying on the sidelines. I felt so bad. Like you have to feel for this person. I but know, but I mean, he it's when you're in your it's his rookie season. He has so much football ahead of him and like it's hard to get to that point. But I mean, this is something that only the young players are going to have to go yes. through these these obstacles of of that first kind of heartbreak. Yes. But you got to shake it off and you got to move forward. You got to look into next season and say, hey, like, we that made it this it. far. I know. I know. I'm really sprinkling them in. I don't think that there, there's a couple that I don't think you picked up. But we'll- Wait, are there? Uh, a couple. Really? Okay. She's a lot of songs. She does. Okay. No, but- I- It's one of those things where you got to look at it as everyone was kind of saying the Ravens, this is their year and it sucks. I mean, it's, it's brutal, heartbreaking hosting this AFC championship game in Baltimore and then to lose it like that. And just to look bad. I mean, that's the only, they looked bad. They looked terrible. It was it literally, I mean, when the Steelers, I, I said this and I just I hate to bring everything back to the Steelers, but I secretly love it, but I actually just actively love it. I don't see, it's not a secret. <laughs> I said something about the Ravens, like the fact that they lost to the Steelers twice. And I know that we didn't have Lamar in that game the second time. Right. But the first matchup, final score, 17-10. Ouch. So I don't know something about that. Looking into that game, I did pick the Chiefs, and it was because just in my gut, I was like, I don't know. Just because the Steelers beat them doesn't mean that they're not a good team. But something about the fact that this Steelers team that kind of had so much going wrong for them this season, they did make it to the playoffs. So it's I'm being a bit dramatic as a Steelers fan, but that team, when you look at that team as a whole. They are not. They, they No one thought that they were going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I had to put my my tiny little future bet on just in case. But the <laughs> fact that the Ravens lost to them twice just had me like, ah, oh, there's got to be something there. I feel like there's some sort of weakness that there's got to be a team. And I said it with the Texans, and I thought maybe the Texans were going to figure out what that weakness was. But it ended up being the Kansas City Chiefs and – they're heading to the Super Bowl now, so they're heading to the freaking Super Bowl, Maddie. I was shocked. I mean, and just to not to talk about myself, but when we when I was there, I mean, it was I've never been in an environment that was like that. I I didn't like we didn't go to football games growing up. We went to baseball games. We always watched the Giants play, but we never went. It was so expensive. I mean, these they, these games happen once a week. Like they the prices for these games are insane. So I never really had the opportunity to go to a lot of NFL games growing up. And being in that playoff environment, the ground was shaking. You could feel the energy of all of these 71,000 fans that were there. And it was just so cool to be a part of that. And I'm very, I'm very excited that I was able to be there for that and just watch history happen. It's like we talk about Patrick Mahomes as this guy when you hear him compared a lot to Tom Brady. And, you know, it's – you're watching history unfold. This guy just walks in. Like, he gets right down to business. He's always the one of the first ones on the field. He, he – this is a business thing for him. And he just happens to be really, really good at football. 
So I think we do have to talk about kind of this collapse for the Ravens. Here is that, a, is, that, is that a song? No, 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 no. It's Hold not. On. I actually, I'm like trying to rack my brain. I'm like looking. I'm like, okay, did I sprinkle them all in? I'm like trying to <laughs> um, think about what I can, what I can say. It's, it's, it's. My brain is doing like overdrive here. Okay. Well, but, let me see if I could do one. I think I have one for for a topic that I want to punt to you. There's a football okay, term. Okay. Okay. Um, look what you've done. You've made a really big fuss. Is that the lyric? Yeah, bad blood. Okay, that's a lyric. I was thinking, okay. like, look what you made me do. Okay, yeah. Go, okay, okay Charlotte, go off. Look, that's like the only one. Um, look what you've done. You made a really big fuss. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Well, guess what? Guess who made a really big fuss in this game, Maddie? <laughs> Baltimore Ravens rush attack made a really big fuss all season that they were the best. And they were. And they were so amazing and so dominant all season. But Maddie, what happened in this game? They abandoned the run. That's that's all there is to it. And Coincidentally, that is the title of another Taylor Swift song. Abandon run. the run. <laughs> just run, just run. Oh no, run! But I seriously, wish I, I wish the Ravens knew that ahead of this game because what were they doing? The the Baltimore Ravens led. Sorry, the Baltimore Ravens were second in rushing in the NFL this year, and despite that, they decided to only have running backs run the ball six times in that game, and. Lamar just totally abandoned his scrambles for yards. He didn't rush as much as we're used to seeing him. It was like he was trying to prove something that he could be a passing quarterback. And it's like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, you got to work with what's working. You got this far. And I mean. Yeah, it's it's like Lamar looks at the Chiefs defense and he's like, I knew you were trouble when you walked in. <laughs> That's another there you go, Charlotte. <sighs> anyway, yeah, it sucks. It's it's really unfortunate for that team. They they made a really good they made a really good what's this song? I how did, it's is it, am I still singing bad you blood? You made a really deep cut. They made You're a really singing bad blood. They made a you really, made deep, a really cut. deep cut. Yeah, I don't think it's you made a really big fuss. I think you made that up. It's, I made that you made a really deep cut. <laughs> Okay, well, they made a really deep run in the playoffs, so hats off to them. But it was really the the Kansas City Chiefs game. Very fun to be there. And yeah. Yeah. It is I very mean, exciting. at the end of the day, 15 was moving on. He was mm-hmm. not going to lose that AFC championship. It's 50. Oh, because it's when you are. That's a good one, Maddie. That's a good one. You're calling them all out, though. But it's kind of Am fun. I? I'm, I'm okay, okay with it. Yeah. Okay. No, you're no, missed, you this. missed a couple. It's fine. But, okay. you know. Every sentence you say is like I'm thinking the of Chiefs, <laughs> The Chiefs knew. The Chiefs knew. Basically, I think Travis Kelsey said it on his podcast to his brother. He said at a certain point in the season, he was like, you know, we're not – we're not playing our best football now and we got to lock it in. And I think that the chiefs knew as soon as they made it to the postseason, the end game for them was going to be the super bowl. That's all there is to it. So their songs, the end game is the super bowl. <laughs> Wait, is it so, is end game a song? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke about something that would not be her song. Like with the super bowl. No, it is. 
So, it's also a Marvel movie if you're interested in that. So yeah, but it was tough to watch to watch the Zay Flowers stuff because it's just sad. And I mean, you had OBJ comforting him on the sidelines, which I thought yeah, was that nice was nice for a teammate. But also, can we talk about one thing that was cool that the Ravens did? And it was Lamar catching his own throw. So yes. he th- okay. So I don't know if you remember this, Charlotte, but do you remember when there was that whole like drama controversy with with Giselle, Tom Brady's ex-wife, saying like, oh, what do you want him to do? You want him to throw in, catch his own passes, like uh, kind of yeah, trying yeah, to defend? Yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? So that was hilarious because Lamar did do that unintentionally. So Lamar threw a pass and it got batted in the air. So you think that the ball was going to like jump up and jump, then fall to the ground normally or get intercepted perhaps. But what happened is the ball got tipped, flew up into the air, and then Lamar was able to run forward and catch it. And it was the sickest thing ever. Like, it was just an all-time highlight. I think that game was – it was like – I still think about it. That play that the Chiefs had earlier in the season with – I, like, can't even – I can picture it in my brain. (laughs) I can't even, like – something – their defense did something really cool earlier in the season. That was, like, a peak all-time highlight play. But I'm thinking about how – what was it like two, three years ago when the, they had the NFL 100? It was like the 100th anniversary yeah, of the yeah. NFL. Yeah. And they did all of those plays that you had to vote for the best play in the NFL. Yep. These oh. are plays that I'm thinking like NFL, NFL 150. 100. Yeah, no, NFL 150, like they're going to be in uh, the yeah, highlight yeah. realm. 100%. That was they're I mean, that good. That's elite, yeah. elite stuff. That's like not bad blood stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> Charlotte? I'm like, yeah. so that's a Taylor Swift song if you didn't think that way that's the same Taylor Swift song I keep referencing yeah no bad blood is what you keep saying so uh, I'll listen anyway to anyway, anyway Maddie one team that didn't have bad blood was actually I don't even know if that's well, another team that uh, what's the transition with the Taylor Swift song and okay, so wait, <laughs> I'm losing my mind here. Um, there was another okay. game that happened this so, weekend, Maddie, and it was the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers. And this was Detroit's game the whole first half. Like they had this game. Yeah. Uh, it didn't end so well for the this for the this game. My boyfriend said it right after halftime. He said it started to kind of look like the tides were maybe turning in that game. And he had said, he's like, wait a sec. If the Lions lose here, is this one of the most heartbreaking losses for this team ever? And I was like, no, it's the Lions. Like they're like the the king. This is what of they the do. Heartbreaking losses. They're yeah. the king of my heart breaking losses. Heartbreak. And Heartbreak. King of my heart. Okay. <laughs> They're the king of heartbreaking losses. And I tried on that one. That was a reach. That's okay. It works. <laughs> they were the they're the kings of heartbreaking losses. And I was like, this can't be the most heartbreaking loss for the Lions. And then I thought about it and then it started to get worse as the second half <laughs> went on. And I was like, oh my God, wait, you're right. This this could be one of the worst losses for the Lions. Like it would almost be better if they just got pummeled. Like if there was just no chance. It, that's a song. No, 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 no. <laughs> there was just no chance. 
<laughs> no, 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 that's not. But I think that at the beginning of the, I mean, I think probably towards the end of the second half, the Lions players were probably think of, thinking to themselves, like, can we just begin again? Can we just start over, see what begin happens? Again, start over, <laughs> begin again. Oh, but yeah, no, so it was bad. The Lions came out super dominant and everyone was kind of like, wait, what is, uh, what? We all thought the 49ers were going to be back. And yeah, just, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was so bad. It was like everything, all those game changing plays that happen where they say like, okay, this is the turning point in this game all happened for the 49ers in the second half. And it was just, yeah. they were pulling up stats like Kyle Shanahan hasn't come back and whatever. It was like crazy stats. I don't even know. I thought, I felt like I wrote that one down, but I don't see it here. So something about how they haven't come back from this, this like a deficit a like that. Yeah. 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 It was, there was some sort of stat. He's the first 49ers quarterback with two game-winning drives and a single postseason ever. First 49ers quarterback? First 49ers quarterback. Okay. With two game-winning drives. And that is a love story for Brock Purdy and the, and the 49ers, right, Maddie? <laughs> It's a love story. It's a love story. <laughs> I almost enjoy you like, like doing it even to more. Do it. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty crazy. Dan Campbell's decisions are what make him so good, what make him such an, a great, gritty, aggressive head coach. And I, I almost respect a little bit that he decides to go for it on those fourth down, like clutch, scary situations. I, I respect it because he sticks to his, what he says and he sticks to his mentality. But there are but don't some you times, Don't you wish that there was someone on the sideline that just said, hey, that maybe. Say, that was like, maybe we just say don't go for this one. Yeah, just keep it safe. Yeah, just just play it safe. Let's be safe and sound here. We want <laughs> We want to get the points. We want to tie up the game. Getting this field goal is more important than being aggressive on fourth down. I know that people are saying, you know, he's been aggressive on fourth down all year long. And that's true. And I respect Dan Campbell for that. I love Dan Campbell for that. But at a certain point, it's like, okay, but this isn't the rest of the season. This is you lose, you're out. This is right. You got to. Right. It's not playing it safe. It's tying the game and moving or potentially moving it to a one score game versus a two score game. Like those are big deals. And I think about. When that happened, I thought about speaking of um, our first season of Locker Room Ladies earlier in this episode, when we had Bruce Arians on uh, in the in the first season, but right before he went to take on um, the they played the Chiefs, right? Yes, they played the Chiefs in the the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, The Chiefs. So that's the that's the only Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes has lost. Yeah, so, so you know Patrick Mahomes has only lost to two quarterbacks ever in the playoffs? Isn't that insane? Crazy. He's only ever lost to Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. Insane. Insane. And hopefully this not man- Rock Brady. I mean, he's hoping, like, let's keep that streak to just the two. Yeah, and yeah. And I remember a big mentality that Bruce Arians had was you, 
gotta risk it for the biscuit. And I always say that whenever I'm watching a regular season game. And I honestly carry that on to my life. And I say gotta risk it for the biscuit. Sometimes the biscuit is just too important. And you can't always risk it for the biscuit, Maddie. It's a really good biscuit. It's It's really good. Part of me is like, okay, that is what got you there. Being aggressive. Is that a Taylor Swift song? The biscuit is too important. (laughs) It's a really good biscuit. It's a really good biscuit? No. It's a really good biscuit. But no. I... This part of me is like, okay, you stuck with your gut. That's what got you there. Being aggressive is what got you to this situation. So you're sticking to that and you're going with that. It's like, do you remember, was it Bishop Sycamore or was it, I don't think, do you remember there was a high school that we talked about? It was so long ago. It was like, they go for it. They go for two every single time they score a touchdown and they never punt the ball. They always go for it on fourth down. It was like some high school coach that was doing this. And I was like, that's hilarious. Someone in the NFL should do that and just see what happens. See what happens. It's almost like, okay, this is going to be a little out there. But I'm playing I've been, I've been playing Yahtzee a lot on my phone. Love. Like, like the game. It's They have a mobile app, Yahtzee, okay? Okay. So, you know, Yahtzee is all about taking risks and, you know. Sure. Rolling the dice, right? Okay. Devils roll the dice. Angels roll their eyes. <laughs> Uh, you roll the dice, like everyone's going to be doing in Vegas next week. Of course. But sometimes I think about, there's like objectives in the different games. And sometimes I think about like, what if I just went for Yahtzee every single turn? Like, if you hit a couple Yahtzees, you get a lot of points. So it's like, (laughs) is it worth that risk? Maddie, this weekend, you're going to have to try that as (laughs) the head coach of your professional Yahtzee team. You're going to have to try to saying. go for it. It's just, it's tough. I mean, and, and everyone was saying this, even on the broadcast when it was happening in real time, they were saying it. They were saying, I mean, if it worked, everyone would be saying he's a genius. Yeah. He's a mastermind if it worked. But uh, because it didn't, now you're going to scrutinize. But it's the same thing that we were talking about throughout these playoffs. It's just, you can always take it back to that one play that didn't work out. Like the, the same thing with Tyler Bass. You can take it back yeah. to that kick that that didn't go in, but at the same time, it's like it's a culmination of so many things, and and it's easy to pinpoint it when there's points that could literally be on the board. Yeah, and that just exactly don't, don't make it happen. But it's, on it's the board, tough. I mean, I felt I felt bad. No, no, it's not. I see your writing, so I'm like, no, what's the song? I it's tough, but I will say. I was I was rooting for Dan Campbell. I was I was like I just liked the for the plot. It was just a fun story. I think I saw something on Instagram that was like Detroit is America's team this this season and in, the, in these playoffs and that's just so true. I think everyone was rooting for Detroit in this yeah. in this playoffs yeah. just not not even just for the story because yes, because this franchise has been so down bad for so long and it was just like it would have been sweeter than fiction if they could have <laughs> that's a song for sure there's no <laughs> way well what's sweeter what's something that's not fiction maddie is that ben johnson the offensive coordinator for the lions is staying and you know that to yes. reference, now we're referencing things you know the uh, wolf of wall street and he's like I'm not effing leaving 
That's Ben Johnson. <laughs> yes, he said, stay, stay, stay. I am staying in Detroit. We're going to run it back. And Eminem actually tweeted something about it. He said like, okay, well, let me just scrap this diss track that I started writing. Let's run it back. We got this. We're going to be back here. That's he awesome. is up for the... Let me see. I think I don't want to mess up the name of it. What is it? NFL Honors. I think it's the assist, uh, the assistant coach of the year, but let me just confirm that that's what it's called. He is up for the AP assistant coach of the year, along with Bobby Slowick, Houston Texans offensive coordinator, who also decided to run it back and stay in Houston. So I think a lot of Detroit fans, you got to be happy with that. I mean, he's saying like the job here isn't done. We are, we're doing this again. We're going to try. We got this far. We can do it again. And Dan Campbell said in his post-game press conference that he told his, his team, this may have been our only shot. And then he said, do I actually think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, it's really hard to get to that point. I mean, you think about it. It is, you got to win so many games just to get there. And every yeah. NFL game is hard. I don't care who you're playing. Every NFL caliber team, that is going to be a battle. That is going to be a great war. That is, it's tough. It's not going to be easy to do. And he said he's well aware of uh, how difficult it is, and it's going to be twice as hard to get back to that point next year because you got to stay healthy. You got to keep all your players. You got to yep. win. I mean, in that case, they won the division. I mean, you getting it on a wild card is a whole nother ball game, but just to have the dominance so close. To, yeah, yeah. so close. But the, you know, better team prevailed there. And Maddie, we have our. Super Bowl matchup, Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. It's going to be a big one. This I'm I'm anticipating this to break a couple records, not only because Taylor Swift will be there. You know what? Let's mm-hmm. sidetrack again to Taylor Swift. I don't know if you've gotten a couple references in on her, but here's a big one. She has she's going to be the reason why this breaks a few records because of the impact that she's had on the NFL. Maddie, take it away because you are the expert. Yes. So welcome to the NFL, <laughs> Taylor's version. <sighs> According to Front Office Sports, shout out to shout Adam out. White. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> Taylor Swift led the NFL to its highest regular season viewership among women since it began tracking that in 2000. We love that. We got a girl at home watching the t- the NFL for the first time, thanks to Miss Taylor Swift. We love Apex Marketing Group told Front Office Sports that Taylor Swift has generated an equivalent brand value of wait for it, three hundred and thirty one point five million dollars for the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL. You could not buy that kind of marketing. You can't do it. I mean, no. I-, I was saying this before this story even dropped. After we did the locker room lady last week about Christian check and we talked about how Taylor Swift had worn her creation and, and she got all these followers. Yes. She gained, I think, half a million followers after Taylor Swift wore the jacket that she designed. I don't even think Taylor Swift posted about it. She literally just wore it. And... She gained almost half a million followers on social media. You can't pay for that kind of marketing. I was telling that to my mom. I was like, I work in marketing to an extent. And I, I think that that's crazy. I mean, the impact yeah, and that she has. 
It's in Maddie, Kristen Juszczyk, shout out former locker room lady. Now she's allowed to license NFL logos and use them to create these beautiful designs for everyone, not just Taylor Swift, but for everyone. Now she could do it legally with NFL yes. logos. And I mean, you got to thank, you got to thank Taylor Swift for a little bit of that, that recognition that she got there. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, you got to, we got to talk about it though. So I'm super excited for this Super Bowl as someone who's been a Taylor Swift fan since I was literally 10 years old. I'm turning 27 this weekend, which is crazy. Okay. So when I met Taylor Swift, I was 10. She was 17. So I just said I met her. I don't know if I like, you know that, but I don't know if our listeners know that. I know that. Okay. I met her when I was 10 years old. Long story short, she, she was 17 when I met her. And when I turn 27 this weekend, mm-hmm. that means it's going to be 17 years since then, which is crazy because, yeah. I mean, she's just done so much. This for- is great. Did, you just said a song. I know you for sure just said a song. This is so much. No, 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 no. Charlotte, <laughs> I'll fill you in later. I'm like feeling like there's a song in there. It's all good. It's all anyway, a song. That's a song. No, it's not. Sure. It's not. It's not. It has to be a song. No, I'm not. But bi- she's the guys. Back me up here. But so, you- okay. So anyway, what I'm saying though is, I'm gonna be 27. I've been a fan of Taylor Swift since I was 17 years old. So I'm super excited for the Super Bowl. I'm always excited for the Super Bowl. I literally call the Super Bowl a national holiday. I have a huge <laughs> calendar up on my wall over there. I think last week it was in the background during our episode. And I literally have all the holidays color-coded in a certain color on my calendar. And I have the Super Bowl written in one of those colors (laughs) for the holidays because that is how much I love the Super Bowl. It is the best. Swifties, if this is your first Super Bowl actually like watching the game, buckle up. This is going to be so much fun. This is one of the best days of the year. I always loved it because it's February. It's around my birthday time. It's the best. But there are still guys who want to just – bring people down I don't know what it is but this is nothing new we have weird people. N- nothing new again and that's twice now for nothing new oh okay I but didn't even this is just second time. this is this is just typical I mean people are gonna complain Taylor Swift said in her interview with Time Magazine whenever she was named Time Person of the Year that she was like I don't really pay attention to how many times they show me on TV. I'm, I, I guess they show me sometimes. I'm just there to support my boyfriend. But I guess if it pisses off some Brad's dads and Chad's along the way, then Is that's that what she said? gonna have to, yeah, she said that. That's so yeah, people are still angry about it for some reason. I think that they just need to find something to be angry about. Yeah. Um, so I am excited. But what I wanted to say was that Colin Cowherd said on his show he was doing a clip about he actually kind of he looked into how much time Taylor Swift was actually shown per game and he said it averages out to 25 seconds per game of her being on television so think about that an NFL game is like three hours long yeah 25 seconds can I can I do the math really quick? How do much? Math. What is, like, why are you so mad? Like, relax. We, I, I, I'm. You I need to calm that, down. You need to you calm need down. To calm down. That's a song for sure. What is um, it? Wait. Point. What is it? 
25 seconds. How many? Okay. Three hours. So 60 minutes in an hour times three times 60 seconds. So 10,800 seconds. 25 seconds divided by 10,800. 10,800 is. Wait, frick. Wait. 25 divided by 10,800 equals times 100. It's 0.23% of the broadcast. Wow. So that's He's showing Taylor Swift and people are mad about it. Well, it's also, crazy. Think about, um, okay, for example, the Detroit Lions are playing and Eminem is a famous Detroit powerhouse musical No one's going to complain if they show Eminem. No one complains when they show Eminem. I mean, because he's the man. Every single, every single Knicks game at MSG, they do celebrity row. They've had the housewives up there. Love, love, love. They have had the, you know, they have everybody up there. They have the artists, they have the rappers, they have, you know, musical, like Broadway stars, all of these. It's a cultural thing. So everybody needs to calm down about, is that the song? Everybody needs to to calm calm down. You you need to calm down. Yeah, everybody needs to just calm down about the Taylor Swift thing. It's a cultural thing. And if you're, you got to get on board because what she's doing specifically. I mean, and I don't get why people are so mad at her because she's innocent in all this. She's not putting herself on the broadcast. Give the people what they want. People want to see her on the broadcast because it's fun. I mean, they show the owners, they show celebrities, they show, what was it? Angry, nervous Chargers fan earlier this year who went viral. I mean, they show people throughout the game because they want to see their reactions. It's like, okay, remember during the Miami Hurricanes game, whenever I got on TV and I was was on a college football, no context college football earlier this season? Yeah, because I was reacting to a play that happened on the field. And if you watched the game, you would be able to understand what play I reacted to. That's what it is. Travis Kelsey shows a – or, sorry. Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown. Obviously, they're going to show the reaction of his family. Purdy's parents probably more than they showed Tommy Taylor Swift, honestly. Parents? Like, it's a thing. Honestly. Maddie, yeah. It's part of the game. The biggest takeaway from this, and as a woman who is in this industry and as a woman who has young nieces and who one day hopes to be a mother of little girls and little boys and whatever, I want them, you know, just looking at – the effect that Taylor Swift going to a football game has had on little girls watching this sport. And Maddie and I were sharing clips this week of these little girls watching with their dad or watching with their mom. Or there was this one clip that this little girl was getting quizzed by her dad on what, how many downs do like, how many downs do they get? What is shotgun formation? Like, and the little girl was hitting every single mark. She knew all of her stuff and That's then so he ends special. it and he says, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? So he was able to connect with her in a way too. It wasn't just bringing awareness to the sport to little to young girls and young women. It was also a way for a dad to connect with a little girl in a way that he may not have otherwise been able to connect with her. So listen, that's so special right there. Everything has changed for, for the NFL. Uh, that's that's, a, that's a, so, 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 so special. I, I talk about it all the time. My first kind of realization that I might be interested in sports came from my dad 
taking me to Penguins games as a kid. And we were able to bond over that. The reason I liked the Penguins games was not because I was so enthralled with the sport of hockey, Mm. but it was because I had that bonding moment with my dad. And I would sit there and I still to this day have the most vivid memory of sitting in Mellon Arena, what it was called back then when my dad used to take me and we had season tickets sitting there and they had like the ring of honor going around the arena. And I remember reading through the names because, you know, I have ADHD. I was undiagnosed at this point. But I was, you know, <laughs> everything in the stadium, in the arena was going on getting games. my attention except for the what was going on on the ice. So I was looking around the, the ring of honor and I remember saying to my dad, like, what are those names? And he said, those are, are some of the greats, some of the Penguins greats. And he said, and only one of them still plays today. And so he's like, do you know which one? And I was going through the list and I said, I said, Jagger, <laughs> Yaramir Yager is who I was talking about. I vividly <laughs> remember that vividly. And he was like, Aww. actually, he does still play, but he doesn't play for the Penguins anymore. We were still going around reading through. And I was like, Lemix? Mario Lemieux. Lemieux was on the ice at that game. So that was my introduction to hockey. And I'm just saying like going that moment, that me and my dad going back and forth and him teaching me something about the game. That was my introduction to not only hockey, not only professional sports, Mario Lemieux, but like a connection that you have why I'm here right now because of that moment. And that's so special for these young girls. And I don't understand why guys get so mad about it. It's like, relax Maddie that's a that's such a cute story and it reminds me of a story I also have I think I've shared this on the podcast but I don't know in this detail and it's funny because I was actually recounting the story to my niece Grace last night and my dad chimed in with his perspective on the same story which was totally I totally didn't even realize that this happened so special he it was when my the Giants won the Super Bowl in 2000 I I think it was 08 I don't think it was the 2012 and my dad picked me and my sister up from school and brought the us JVP to the thing. Parade. Yes, yes, yes. He brought us to the game or to the like game celebration, the parade, right? Yeah. Thing. And it was at MetLife Stadium, and he brought us, and it was such a special moment. And I, I always like re- will remember that. And my dad said, "You know what? My my nieces call me Aunt Shasha. You know what Aunt Shasha did when we got to the to the celebration." We sit down in our seats and they're doing the, here's the trophy, here's Eli, all the things. And Aunt Shasha looks and points to um, Eli Manning's wife and says, look at her shoes. (laughs) She had, and I remember the shoes she had. I have to find, if my memory serves me correct, Eli Manning's wife was wearing these tall red boots and they were so cute at the, the celebration at MetLife Stadium. I have to see if I could, we can find this photo, but it was that moment where my dad still laughs about that to this day. My love of sports and my love of shoes began at MetLife Stadium that that lovely, lovely day. But that's the thing. Like, it's about bringing people. It's about meeting people where they are. It's like taking that yes. and and taking that point that you can relate to and tying that in. And look at us, like. I was probably, what, six, seven years old when I had that memory. Like, how old were you? Ten? I was when in, that like, happened? like, sixth grade, maybe. I don't even yeah. – Yeah. And it's, like, those are such early memories that we have. And it's, like, us being with our dads. And it's that memory, that feeling that you have. When my dad – my brother and I used to fight over who could go to the Penguins game. My brother oh. probably could have named every player on the ice. And I was sitting there, like, 
oh, who's the mix? Like, I, like, I have no idea. But I was just wanted to go because I wanted to be there with my dad and I wanted to, to have that bond with him and I wanted to have that special moment. And no, I'm like getting choked up now. Oh my gosh, because it's so special. I'm like, I'm gonna be 27 on Sunday. And it's like, yeah, 20 years later, that's still so special to me. So I don't know. I just don't understand why people have to try to take that away from young girls. Like it's such a good thing. We're talking about how it's important that we want to have female referees and female representation and female coaches on the sideline. And it's just having that female perspective, just it's, it's for everyone. The NFL is for everyone and for everyone, Maddie. And everyone can have a reason why you like it. You don't have to like it because you know, every single little stat line that, is happening. You you can read the box score perfectly. You could just enjoy the atmosphere. You could just enjoy the camaraderie. You could just enjoy the colors of the team. I remember when I was a kid, you have a niece who likes the Dolphins. I remember yeah. when I was a kid, I wanted to like the Dolphins. I wanted to be a Dolphins fan because Dolphins were my favorite animal. And I That's was like, she- can I root for the Dolphins? And my parents were like, we're Steelers fans in this house. So uh, I learned really quickly that I'm a Steelers fan. Exactly. But it's, it's, it's innocent and it's, it's, I literally can't think of one bad thing about it. It is no. it is just all it's totally it's so positive. And I think she's not trying to make it about her. That's the whole thing too. She's she's not. She's going in low-key, going, she's just enjoying the game like you or I would sit there and enjoy the game. She's cheering good things happen. But she literally has skin in the game because her boyfriend's playing. So she's excited whenever he scores, obviously. And I mean, obviously they're going to show her because there's a vested interest in it. And I actually saw this story, Charlotte, that I that I thought was really special. I saw it on Facebook of all places. And there's no way for me to vet this story because it was it was like a Facebook post. It wasn't like a news outlet that reported it. But someone had done a post on Facebook saying that they worked for M&T Bank Stadium and they were at the game, obviously, on Sunday. And... They were inside the stadium somewhere and there was this elevator and they were told by their supervisors, hey, this elevator's closed. You are not to go near the elevator. You can stand off to the side. Someone important is going to come through. And Taylor Swift came through and she was kind of ushered through. She had bodyguards, whatever, just real quick. And they didn't get to see her. And then they said after the game, they were still kind of in that area. But at that point, their bosses weren't there. So they were like, oh, we'll kind of hang around. Maybe like check it out, like see if she, she comes by and we get a glimpse of her. And she came back through and she stopped and she said, do you guys work here? And they said, yes. And there was four of them, the person said, and she handed them each $100, which (laughs) is just like for no reason, just to be nice. You guys work here. Good work. Thanks for everything you do on her way. And there's so many stories like that. She's just a good person. And and I think she's just so down to earth. And she's someone that she quite literally is probably the most famous person alive today like genuinely she's as big as it gets when it talks about cultural impact just literally she ate a piece of chicken at one of the chiefs games and then heinz ketchup made a whole line of ketchup and seemingly ranch because taylor swift was eating it with ketchup and seemingly ranch on the plate like that is that is how big she is she is as big as it gets it's it's a big deal maddie and and she and and just like to be able to recount those memories with you here today that's something that will never go out of style 
Love you, Charlotte. All right. I love you, Charlotte. But seriously, that was that was like the best day. Just one of my my favorite memories looking back on my childhood with my dad and, and bonding. And it's just like there are millions of of young girls that are having those moments now. Yeah. It's because so sweet. of her being there. And it's just such a small little thing. But it's like a small little thing. Is that a song? No. <laughs> all right, guys, we gotta we gotta reel it in. We're getting a little emotional over here about all the adorable things. But oh my let gosh, me... we've been talking for almost an hour. Charlotte. I That's know, crazy, Maddie. We have to talk about this Super Bowl Fifty Eight matchup in Las Vegas. The match rematch of the Super Bowl Fifty Four in Miami. Let me take you on a trip down memory lane really quick. I'm heading out to the Super Bowl this week, so unfortunately, I will not be recording an episode with Maddie this week, but you'll have a very, very special guest. It's a surprise, so you're going to want to tune in next week, but we'll be back to talk all things Super Bowl after the big game. But I just want to take a walk down memory lane because Super Bowl 54 was the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers, and they played in Miami. It was right before the pandemic started. I was a senior at the University of Miami, and I had been working volunteering, actually, volunteering with the NFL Network and with the Super Bowl uh, committee, doing, you know, all the ancillary events and working with the ancillary broadcast events that were happening leading up to the Super Bowl. And of course, the Chiefs came back and brought the people one of the biggest comebacks in Super Bowl history, and they won their franchise's first Super Bowl since 1969. And flash forward four years later, I'm going to Super Bowl 58 to work the game for CBS Sports. And it's the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. So it's like a ridiculous. Which is crazy. That's Charlotte. That's that's crazy because like you just said, that was the the franchise's first Super Bowl since 1969. That was the last time they played. And now, four years later, it's totally different ballgame. The Chiefs are on their way to building a dynasty they are this is like the comparisons I think the last time they played was when we talked about the whole thing we talked about last week which is like the goat test yeah yeah yeah. and now it's like okay that conversation is so real because if they win this Super Bowl this is like Maddie Patriots who like the Chiefs are the new sheriffs in town like let's go the Chiefs I'm gonna say it right now are the new sheriffs in town because Ooh. Patrick Mahomes last Patrick Mahomes just the one Patrick Mahomes last team Maddie number fifteen he won <laughs> the Super Bowl with one leg he he did it with one leg he's broken so many records I can't even name them you know and how hard it is to go back to back too it is so hard so hard to go back to back and it's it's gonna be I I don't want to get my pick yet but I think that this is going to be a redemption game of sorts specifically for Kyle Shanahan on the in the in the 49ers because Maddie he has Kyle Shanahan you looking back at that game when we went down memory lane Kyle Shanahan has called plays for the largest and tied for the second largest blown league a blown lead in Super Bowl history. He did it with the Falcons when he was the offensive coordinator when they lost very horribly that 28 to 3 Matt Ryan super, game against the Patriots. Super tough. And he did it in this past 
re- this, this past matchup with the 49ers and the Chiefs in 2020 when he blew a 20 to 10 lead versus the Chiefs. Maddie, they entered this the fourth quarter 21 to 10. And the Chiefs put up so mm. many points at the end there. It was nothing is gonna be better than revenge for Kyle Shanahan. That's he he sure. wants to get bejeweled. He wants Whoa, that two Super Bowl ring. Oh, that's two he for the price of Super one, Bowl man. ring. And in this matchup, we got I saw a tweet that said it's going to be red versus red Taylor's version. So you got the red and then you got the like maroon kind of red. Maddie, do you know what this is going to be? This is going to be, <laughs> I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of caption ideas. I'm not a great Instagrammer, but yeah, you are though. I think this is the opportunity to say Super Bowl in parentheses, Charlotte's version. <laughs> Mic drop, 100%, 100%. Guys, Charlotte's going to be at the Super Bowl. Can we, I think, I mean, you said it, but I don't think that we let that sink in quite no, as much I really as we should have. I mean, when you go to work these events, I've never worked at the Super Bowl, but I've heard from a lot of friends and colleagues who have, and they say, you really just treat it like any other game. It's just on this big platform. But at the end of the day, the stuff that I do in the truck or in the studio or in the broadcast booth or wherever I'm at, never in the broadcast booth, actually. I don't know why I said that. It's literally just a truck or this the television control room. But what I'm doing in there, to ease the nerves, it's no different than any other game. We do this every single Sunday. We have the best group in television that we're working with. We could not do it without every single person in that room doing their best job and we're going to bring it for Super Bowl 58. It's going to be fun. Charlotte, that gave me chills. I take the moment, take the moment and taste it. You have to just like savor every second of being there. I thought about Sarah Thomas actually, because she said when she was on the podcast in season one, I believe it was Maddie back back then this is a this is a nostalgic episode we're having here it is when she was on the episode she recounted the moment being at the Super Bowl and she said something along the lines of you don't realize it when you're in it but after the win the confetti came down I'm starting to get the chills she said I took a moment and looked around and realized where I was at and I'm having like a couple of those epiphany moments. Is that the right one? But it's... That's a Taylor Swift song! Epiphany! There we go. Maddie, I... It's crazy. It's pinch me moments. It's... I'm excited. But we're not there yet. I'm so ready to get there and just get my hands dirty. And I can't wait. I can't wait to get on the air. We're going to be on the air. You're going to want to... Oh, I'm, I feel a Taylor Swift. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was I just going to say you're going to want to remember it all too well. Oh, yes, I will. I will not forget <laughs> Maddie. It, we're going to be on the air at 2 o'clock Eastern, so we have four hours before the game starts at 6.30 for you guys to catch up with us, so all the graphics. What are you most excited about, Charlotte, before we leave? I am most excited. That's a, I haven't even honestly thought about it. What am I most excited for? Like, do you have something that you're kind of like, okay, think of, think like back prior to three years ago when we started the podcast and we were both like, okay, yeah, like going to the Super Bowl, that'd be the coolest thing ever. Like what was cool about it? What are you most excited for? It's interesting because I've always wanted to go to every major sports thing. You know, 
if I could go to the World Series Game 7, you know what I mean? But in this situation, I'm not going as a fan. I'm working. And I'm this year, I when I thought about the Super Bowl, I thought about the moment right when it's done. Right when it's over and the, the culmination of the whole season just like comes to the head and you're exhausted. You've been with these people, these coworkers for months and months for so many hours and for holidays and for you miss weddings and you miss birthdays and you miss all these things. And you're with this team that you rode into battle with. And I, I've been thinking about what am I most excited for? I'm excited for that moment when it finally not finally is over, but finally we have this product that we put on the air and it was really good because we've all, we all did it together. And I'm excited for that, you know, champagne pop at the end of the day when that's why it's left is champagne problems, champagne problems. That's also a Katy Perry song. So exciting. <laughs> Wait, but the way that you just described that Charlotte was so special because it, it's the way that I imagine the team feels Yes, when they yes. win the confetti falls. Such a it's the team. same thing. It's like when you looked at that, that Super Bowl that the Chiefs lost, the only Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes has lost, that celebration with Tom Brady and the Bucks that was super viral in every yeah. instance. It's like that, that had to be the moment where they're like, okay, all of our hard work just paid off right here. Yeah. Cause right that's now, be that. In this moment, I'm not done yet. I I have so much left to do and so much left to prepare. And it's going to be great. We're going to put a great product out there on the air for everybody to watch. And it's going to be a fabulous game. And we're not there yet. So I'm excited to see what that feels like in that we did it feeling, you know. It's the closest thing I'll get to being Charlotte. a part of a team. Yes. Charlotte. Well, but that's so special. So, okay, everyone, when you're watching the Super Bowl, think about Charlotte, cheer her Mm -hmm. on, watch the broadcast, know that Charlotte is a part of making it happen and getting it to your screens. We're all going to be cheering her on just as much as we're cheering on the Chiefs and the 49ers. Charlotte, before we go, who do you think is going to win this game? I don't want to say I know because I don't. But the script's I, leaked. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I had the script. I make my job so much easier. There is no script, friends. But I, I believe strongly that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this game. I was going to say the Chiefs too. Okay. So split. Last right. week we split on our picks, and Maddie, we both went one for two. That's something that I was going to say the Chiefs too. I just. They've gotten so, so hot as the postseason has gone on. They've gotten hotter and hotter. We've talked about it before. It's all about getting hot at the right time. I just – I do not see this – it's crazy because, like, six weeks ago, I was like, yeah, this isn't the Chiefs that we're used to seeing. I do not see this Chiefs team losing. This team under Patrick Mahomes, like, if you watched quarterback, there is no way you could doubt this guy. They're they're going to win. They're going to win. That's how I see it. And I'm glad that we picked – we, we finally agree on something. Never in my wildest <sighs> dreams would I think that Yay, Charlotte. that would happen. But here we are. Kansas City Chiefs to win. But, of course, I hope they both have a fabulous time. And I hope you guys watch. Tune in. And I will see you next week. Charlotte will not. But she's going to send us some content. So it's going to be a very non-traditional episode. We're going to 
splice things in here and there. We're going to put some stories up. Watch our stories this weekend. We we did a little test run just to see what it was going to be like with Charlotte sending me content. I posted a couple stories. Charlotte posted a little time-lapse video. We had a little bit of content behind the scenes, but if you're all about it, watch that. We will also have our Super Bowl drinking game back again for another year. If you guys have been here around for a while, you know that that's our favorite thing. So get ready for next week. We're going to miss Charlotte dearly, but she is going to be incorporated in every part of the episode still. And we're all going to be thinking about her all week long and all day on Sunday. I am so excited. So it feels weird because it's like we're not she and I are not gonna do this. I know it is just gonna be weird. Super Bowl. So next time we talk, we're gonna know who the winner is. This weekend, if you are missing out on NFL playoffs, you can watch the NFL honors ceremony, you can watch the Pro Bowl, or you can watch the Grammys and you can <laughs> see Taylor Swift do her thing this weekend. So and until also, next time. Nate, before we let you go. We have a very special, we alluded to it earlier, but we have a very special birthday coming up this weekend as well. So happy birthday to Maddie, who's turning 27. It's it's going to be a good year, Maddie. Yes, it's it. Pro Bowl and Grammy Sunday when I turn and 27 Maddie's, years and, old. And so. Maddie's birthday is Sunday, so that's fun. Yes. Nikki number so 27. Next week, we will chat. Well, I'll chat with you next week. And then two weeks from now... We will chat again. We will break it all down. We will, it'll be the Charlotte show. We'll hear about all of the ins and outs. Anything you ever wanted to know about being at the Super Bowl and making it happen, Charlotte will probably have that information in two weeks. So probably. Get all excited. Right. Thank you for joining us for this super long episode that felt like it was 20 minutes long. I know. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll catch you back here at the same time next week. <laughs>